listening to On the Couch with Carly. Carly's Couch is a safe space to talk. I'm a psychologist, but I'm not your pipe-smoking, tweed-wearing stereotype. Hello, and welcome back to On the Couch with Carly. Happy New Year! It's 2023. Goodness me. So I've taken quite a long break, and I'm back. <laughs> and I guess today is just a bit of a update and a chance to reflect on some of the things that I put out there last year as my intentions for my maternity leave. I uh, thought I would update you and let you know how that's going and share some of my insights. So I would like to talk to you about the concept of of taking space and time and how that's beneficial and I also want to talk to you about my challenge to myself to go off social media and to try and uh, I guess uh, manage deal with my cell phone addiction so I'm going to let you know about both of those things how that's going and hopefully you will gain some insights that will be beneficial for you um I will be discussing some pregnancy-related stuff, but I think even if you're not pregnant or, you know, this is not so much about baby stuff. Um, yeah, so I hope everyone's had a good start to the year. Um, it's basically already a month into the year. And... I guess what I'm feeling is just incredibly lucky and privileged to be on on leave and and having had a lot of time off before my baby comes. Um, I mean, it was my plan all along. They, I have been working on some things and I'm really excited to launch them. But basically, in a few weeks time, you should be able to access my online O-Baby WTF course as well as my Ready Steady Baby course. And they should be on my website as uploadable uh, videos that you can work through at your own time and, and return to when you need to. So that's really exciting. So I'm going to have sort of products on my website that you can shop for. Um, but I'll obviously tell you more about that when it's all ready to go. So I've been doing a little bit of work, but it's not, you know, it's not full-time work and it's, and it's certainly quite chilled and lots of time for other things. Um, the reason for the long break was because of school holidays. I just want to shout out to all the parents who do school holidays. It is quite a thing. If you don't have childcare, it is quite a thing to be looking after your children for in South Africa, we have six weeks of school holidays over December and January. So that was all-consuming, and that was also why I didn't have the capacity to record podcasts. But now we are back at school, and I have the time, so that's great. Um, so I just wanted to start by talking about this concept of space giving oneself space and time to process. Um, I think it's probably the greatest luxury there is in this world. And the decision that I made to take an extended maternity leave to end off in the middle of December and 
knowing that my baby's only due in the middle of February felt incredibly audacious at the time like who do I think I am taking off two months you know and let me tell you it doesn't come without its share of anxiety like it's not that comfortable to not be earning income and to be digging into savings and everything else that comes with that but I can tell you that the benefits are so immense I mean I've I've really connected with myself in a way that I I can't even explain to you how beneficial it's been. I have, I, I can feel my nervous system has just dropped down into a state of mellow that is just not achievable when you are rushing around, going from work to looking after kids to cleaning houses to you know it's just there's a lot on working mom's plates Um, we know that even in so-called egalitarian relationships women are predominantly doing most of the childcare and household tasks in most families around the world so even if they hold a full-time job that is the case and that load is exhausting So I can't tell you how (laughs) it's like I find myself looking at my kitchen and going, wow, it's so clean and and the dishes get washed. Just, you know, I'm, I'm like, I have the capacity to do the things that I have to do with so much more energy and so much more motivation. I, I haven't felt resentful of washing the dishes once because I haven't. I haven't been expected to wash the dishes after a long day of working, of of being productive, of extending myself. You know, it's it's just so fascinating, that sort of dynamic where, and I'm noticing in other people who obviously do not have the luxury of being on leave right now, that, you know, going back to work, it's like if something happens in your day that's stressful, if you didn't already have six other things that you were dealing with when that stressful thing came about, you know, perhaps it wouldn't have been as stressful. It wouldn't have spun you out as much. But because we're dealing with so much, because it's the sixth thing that happened that day that made me have to stop, find my breath, work out what to do, to do in the situation, manage the expectations of the other person, etc. You know, it's it's the it's the compounding effect of the layers of stress and 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 um burden that's on us and i do think this is a modern day phenomenon i i do think that this is what most people's modern day lives are and to step away from that is requires a a massive lifestyle change like it's just that's the norm that's the status quo that's what's standard so how do we step away from that and and when we do does you know is it radical so and that's kind of what I'm at where where I'm at sorry is that I'm feeling like what I've done in this process of taking this long leave is is it feels radical and and then in that is some kind of I won't say it's it's it may be a bit of guilt not guilt so so to speak but a feeling of like wow I'm privileged wow 
I'm really uh, like noticing that, feeling that, going, wow, that is huge. Um, and it's hard sometimes to see others and you know, gosh, they're not, they don't have my privilege. They, they have to keep going. And yeah, it's a bit uncomfortable. It's a bit uncomfortable because, of course, as you know, our society rewards hustle culture. It rewards self-sacrifice. So when you step away from that and you actually have time for yourself, time to chill, time to relax, time to choose things for yourself, you are not getting those same you're not getting that feedback from the outside world, which is like, yo, you're a go-getter. You're getting, you know, you're getting stuff done. It, and, and if you aren't, like, I feel like I've done enough work now on myself to, to be okay with not being productive. Especially, I mean, I am nine months pregnant. It isn't exactly comfortable. It's very uncomfortable being nine months pregnant. I'm not... You know, I'm not particularly agile or um, comfortable in my body. So like, yes, it's helping to allow me to lean in to the relaxation a bit, you know. Um, But psychologically, I also think I've done work to accept that resting is actually okay. And I, and I challenge you to think about that for yourself because you might not be able to take leave from work the way I have or you might not be able to do an extended time off from anything, you know, whether it's your, whatever your demands or burdens or obligations are. But even if it's half an hour, what do you feel when you take time to rest? What is your experience of rest and relaxation? Or just taking time for yourself? You know, does it cause anxiety? Do you feel uncomfortable? Do you struggle to drop into stillness? Do you struggle to switch off from that part of you that feels worthy only because you're producing or doing or involved or stressing or rushing or, you know, running around? And I think that's a really important question because if we don't um, if we don't reckon with that I think that's a huge factor in why people struggle struggle with stress struggle with sleeping struggle with feelings of worthiness it's ultimately it affects your mental health the idea that I am good enough even when I don't do anything. Can you, can you sit here today and make that statement about yourself? You know, is that a true statement for you? I think that's such a, a useful thing to meditate on at the beginning of this year, you know. And that's not to say that I don't encourage you to do things. I mean, I think a huge part of who we are is that we are creative beings and creative creativity is about producing. It's about making something out of nothing. And we do. We feel so energized and invigorated when we have seen the fruits of our labors, you know, and that's exciting and meaningful. And we have to lean into the parts of us that want to make stuff happen. You know, I think 
It's wonderful to set goals at the beginning of a year. It's wonderful to have ambition. It's wonderful to, to want to do things, to want to make things, to want to progress. These are not things I'm poo-pooing. But I want to know, can you be worthy when you create and make and see an end product? And can you be just as worthy when you are doing nothing, when you are not making or when you are resting or when you are saying no to an experience that you've been offered, you know, saying no to an invitation, choosing to hang back. Is that possible for you? So, yes, that's that's the first part of today. And I and I. I would love to hear your feedback. I mean, I, I really, really welcome any ideas that you have on this topic. I think it's so fascinating to connect with these things. And quite countercultural, you know, like not how Western individualism is set up, not how capitalism is set up. You know, we're supposed to, we're not supposed to value ourselves when we're doing nothing. And, and so it's, it's a, a real challenge to the status quo. Viva la revolution. <laughs> okay, the second part is to give you an update on my social media challenge. Okay, so I don't know if you are aware, but there is an episode that I, that, I, that I made last year if you want to just listen to it and find out what my thinking was. I wanted to... I, I, I did. I, I went off Instagram so my last day of work last year was the 15th of December. And that was the last day that I scrolled through Instagram on the Instagram app on my phone. So I deleted the app off my phone. And in addition to that, I also took the Gmail app off my homepage. And I took notifications off my Gmail app. So as I was going on leave, I said to myself, you're on leave now. You do not have to know every time you get an email in your inbox um, because I, up until that point I was getting notifications every time an email came into my inbox and um, so those two things were the two big things I did and it was really fascinating the first part of the process um, I would say it took about three or four days maybe a little bit longer and I would pick up my phone and go to the place where my Instagram app used to be and I would kind of like look for it and want to engage and I could feel myself doing it. It was completely habitual. Um, it was a absolute reflex. My, my body was doing it without my brain telling it to. It wasn't, I didn't feel like there was a step-by-step -step process where I was like, okay, I think I wanna go onto Instagram and then I'll pick up my phone. It was totally habitual. Um, and that was really fascinating to, to feel, to like experience the fact that I could really, I could feel the addiction aspect of it. You know, the part of it that's programming that is so unconscious. Um, and so it felt really good then to not be on Instagram in those moments because I knew this was not mindful this was me mindlessly choosing to connect to something um unfortunately i didn't stop picking up my phone though and i think that's something that i 
I'm still working with is that I still have my phone near me. I still pick it up habitually and check things, you know. So I've still got WhatsApp. That's the big problem is that I haven't deleted WhatsApp. And it's a huge, It's a, it, it, that's probably the number one thing that I do on my phone. So I still pick up my phone to look at WhatsApp. And funnily enough, I still, I still do things on my phone. So sometimes I'll just look through my photos. <laughs> I'll pick up my phone and look through my photos. Or sometimes I'll go onto Safari and Google things. And I just think that that's been really interesting for me, that I can't say I have cured my addiction because my addiction is actually to my phone. Instagram was the the gateway drug, if I can say it like that. <laughs> Instagram was certainly the like quickest and easiest route to that fix and 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 maintained the addiction very strongly. I think everything else that I do... I don't spend as long on it. I don't feel as sort of thirsty for it. Um, so it's it's certainly a better situation. I, I really do think my 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 addiction has has improved a lot. But it's not. It's kind of like if I think if I think about it like this, it's like someone who's maybe been addicted to. Uh, let me try to think of a good example. Someone who's been addicted to. Um, I'm trying to think of a, of a drug that I would associate this with. Maybe like, let's say it's someone who's been addicted to cocaine and every time they go out drinking, they do cocaine. And the more they do cocaine, the more they drink. And now they've sort of stopped cocaine completely. And so they don't drink and do cocaine in that same way, but maybe they're still going out and they're still having one or two drinks. That's that's kind of where I'm at. I think that's I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but that's kind of where I'm at. Where I'm like, I, I, the the actual addiction of my phone and this this physical connection to picking up my phone and scrolling through it or doing things on it, still there, still there. But it's not, you know, I'm not like going on it for hours, and I'm not doing it in a way that feels like I get lost in it and that. Yeah, that it has no purpose. Um, I have gone onto Instagram on Safari about, she's maybe 10 times in the last month and a half. And it's very unsatisfying. It doesn't, it's, it's mostly I'll have like, I, I, I can say if I had to draw like a graph of it, I would say I have about two to three seconds of enjoyment and that would be as I open it up the maybe the first two stories or the first two posts are from friends of mine and I see their life updates and I go oh oh they did this or they did that oh that's a cool picture you know whatever and then very quickly after that it in either turns into accounts that I either accounts that I either follow and think why am I following this account I don't really even like this person or I don't even really like this account usually it's like furniture accounts or something random or I get to the point where I'm getting where I'm seeing posts that are actually just sponsored posts from Instagram and I'm like I don't want I don't care about this this is not for me so that's really interesting so I'm really seeing a drop off um, in terms of what 
what it's offering me like it's not offering me what I really want like like a big thing that I would wish for and and I also have gone on to Facebook on Safari probably that's the thing I do more than anything I would say in, in terms of like feeding my addiction and that's also because I've been doing things on marketplace so then I go on Facebook then I see oh there's a post here or a post there and yeah I think I think I think you know there are just times when you do want to mindlessly scroll and there's been times when I've thought I've thought I'm going to do that now like not not in that same habitual way where I just pick up the phone and mindlessly pick it up but that I actually say to myself okay there's no one around I've got a a chance to just do something here on my own I think I'm going to pick up Facebook and look through it but in the exact same way as Instagram I'll get I'll go through like two or three uh, pictures on the timeline and I'll say okay there's my friends doing this there's my friends doing that that's cool that's interesting and then I'll get like ugh adverts ugh who are these people you know why do I follow these people so if there's one thing I I, I guess I've taken from that it's like I wish that Instagram and Facebook could be like the old days like I wish I could go back into my Instagram follower uh, the, the people I follow and just take out all of the accounts that I that are not like personal connections to me of friends that I actually love and care about and want to know their updates their life updates because if I could just have like I don't know how many it would be you know in the end it might be I don't know it might be like only a couple of hundred people that I would actually want to keep seeing the, the stuff that they do um yeah then maybe it would be a place that I would visit and maybe do it once a day and and have my like time to just check in with people and write to people and comment on their things um anyway that's that's where I'm at at the moment with the social media thing the the things I also noticed is that it did really help me in terms of FOMO so um I don't know how many of you suffer from FOMO but I I have historically been someone who's a big sufferer of FOMO so I think social media is very bad for that and it's it's been proven that that's really bad for your mental health and um, and that is you're doing whatever you're doing. You look on your phone and, and you see pictures of people doing other things and in your mind you immediately make a comparison and you say, oh, I wish I was doing what they're doing. They're doing something more fun. They're living their best lives. I'm missing out. This is, you know, this sucks basically. And um, and then and then you feel bad, you know. You feel it's actually it lowers your mood. It's 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 almost like a serotonin grabber. It grabs your serotonin away out of your brain. Um, and so I have to say, being off Instagram has really helped with that. Like I did the entire December holidays without really knowing what people were doing with their December holidays and you know there were some moments that it was like it it affected me so for example when the when the soccer world cup happened I like did kind of miss being able to just see how people had been like watching and what they were saying about it and when it was New Year's Eve I also had a feeling like that which was like oh I kind of wanted to know what people were doing and, and and I had said to myself that if I wanted to, I could go online and check it. But I, but I also was enjoying not doing that, you know, not being sort of 
hooked in to the what is everyone else doing thing. And it was good for me. I can tell you it is good to to not be preoccupied with what other people are doing with their lives and making comparisons with your own life. I really, really, really value that insight that I got from that, which is that you feel more in the moment in your own experience. You are more appreciative of what you have. So instead of looking at what you don't have, you look at what you do have. Instead of saying what I could be doing, you say, wow, I really enjoyed this thing that I did. Or I'm really enjoying this thing that I'm doing. Um, and I think that that is, should not be underestimated. I think that when we talk about the cumulative kind of issues or um, effects of Instagram or social media on our mental health, I think these are the major issues, which is that we are living in a world where we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. We're constantly comparing our experiences to other people's experiences. And we're judging. We're judging ourselves and others on a kind of like hierarchy of, you know, social, yeah, like, you know, social status, actually. It's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a status thing, you know. And... It doesn't feel good. It's not good for us to be constantly thinking, well, if only I was there, I would be happier. You know, if only I had this, I would be happier. If only I was hanging out with those people, I'd be happier. So I do think that lesson that I've learned and that process that I've been going through where I've actually learned to be totally content with where I am at and what I'm doing and not comparing to others and not thinking, oh, I could have been doing that, I could have been doing that, I could have been doing that. I mean, that's worth everything. That's worth that's worth this entire experiment. That is an incredible outcome that I'm really, really grateful for. Um, and so I encourage you to try to do it. You know, I think it's not always easy. And um, yeah, it's a it's a it's it has been challenging at times. There's been some loss. I would say I felt a bit of loss. I felt. Interestingly, it was also when I spoke to other people and they were like, oh, did you see this one did this? And you did you see that one did that? And I was like, nope, didn't, don't know about that. <laughs> or someone would ask me, you know, what's happening with this person? I'd be like, nope, no idea. And I, and I did realize that I was missing out on, yeah, just seeing what my friends were doing and just knowing things that maybe at previous times I would have known and would have, I think you gain insights by being, in community like that I think social media can feel like community to be even if it is predominantly voyeuristic should like only just see what people are doing and not really engage with them but sometimes you do engage and I think you know we are socially minded we are commun communitarians <laughs> we you know we 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 are communal beings we do actually benefit from seeing and experiencing things through other people's experiences so I think you do lose a little bit of that um, you know like Instagram people travel and go to places and then you see it you see it through their eyes and you see their their travels and you you see what adventures they're on and and that's amazing so to lose that is is something I think it, it's it's not I don't think the losses are as great as the gains, but I do think that they need to be reckoned with. Like you can't just 
pretend like it's all positives. They are there are moments where it's like, oh, okay, I actually don't know now about that, and maybe my life is slightly worse for it, but I don't think it's significantly worse. I think on the whole, life is better. Not comparing yourself to other people's experiences and other people's worlds and other people's curated highlights reel, you know? Not that I think that's really important. And 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 I want to say that like, you know, when I actually have the baby and it's you know, in the postpartum period, I want to really try to connect with this the most because I think that's very, very challenging for new parents, new moms in particular, is that when you're at home with a baby and it's you're having a bad day and you look online and you see moms do, doing fabulous outings with their little babies and their perfect little outfits and and that moment of oh my gosh I'm at home feeling gross with spit up all over me and this mom's out there looking like a million bucks those are really difficult moments so if I'm avoiding that by being off social media that's fantastic I'm really happy about that um yeah so those so this is this is my report back from the other side and um I guess I guess I could do better you know I guess I could really be off my phone more um but for now I think I've I've done quite a lot to change my habits and we'll see we'll see how it goes if you have any suggestions for me or any ideas or thoughts or comments, please share them. I would love to hear what you think of this new this new Carly experience <laughs> and how it benefits you. I mean, I'd love to hear whether it's changed how you're thinking about these things or if it's encouraged you or inspired you to maybe even try tackling your own habits. Um, maybe you've written down some New Year's resolutions for this year and they also have something to do with changing habits or shifting perspectives. I'd love to hear what those are. Um, thanks for listening and speak soon.